Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and this week the gaming adventure takes us to Resident Evil Village's castle, the worlds of zombies in Zelda, and Canada? In the Scott Pilgrim video game. We've also got news on PS Plus games, the Borderlands movie, and a whole lot more. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. about your Fall Guys wins, because since the last time we did a regular episode instead of a special, you have gotten some Fall Guys wins. Yes, this this was last week, I think? I don't think it was this week. Yeah, it was last week. Because we were doing Donkey Kong, so we couldn't talk about it, but now we can talk about it. <laughs> I was my first win ever, so I've been playing Fall Guys since it dropped, and I don't play it like that often i only really play with like kind of like my friends so like you and like a couple others so it's just kind of one of those like friend games i play i don't play that often but i've never won a game i've helped people win games but i've myself never won a game but for the first time in since how long the game's ever been out i actually did win my very first game i know it was thin ice too what a great round (laughs) i won two games right after that i won two games straight up right after that and i was on a hot streak but you know, the hot streak ended, but I mean, come on. How can you have three wins in a row? I was so impressed with the Fall Mountain win that I was like, how do you even do that? I've never won Fall Mountain. I've won like, well, when I won my crown on Thin Ice the other day, we learned that that was my seventh total from the trophy, but yeah. I've won Thin Ice like three times, and I yeah. think Jump Showdown like twice and Roll Off like once, and I'm trying to remember what the other one was, but for some reason I can't. I just know I have you know seven wins man and oh man like just those moments where i wish i was recording something the reaction i had of genuinely winning because i did not expect it i was like oh here we go fall mountain a game that i've tried a couple hundred times and yet to win a game so i was like i give it my best shot that was best run no mistakes i went for it and it was like not even like i was ahead like there was other people around me and somehow i just managed to snag the crown and I won I know. my very first crown. For a second, I was like, "Did you? Did you win?" And then yeah. you showed up, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was in. <laughs> you disbelief. actually got Fall Mountain. <laughs> I was in disbelief when that happened. I was like, "I don't believe it." I was like, "I can't. I do not believe it." And it was with the the boxing uh, headgear skin. That's the one I was wearing with the shorts. That's yeah. the first skin I remember I was wearing when I got that one. Yeah, so speaking of Fall Guys, the season three point five update is supposed to be happening next week. They say there's a new DLC pack, so like every time we mention Fall Guys on the podcast, I I have to in- insist that this might finally be the time that the Cajun Fries costume finally comes to fruition. You know, they showed it back on the season 1.5 trailer and hasn't been seen since. It's it's been and missing. You've, you've like, been checking Please. that store daily, uh, like every day except for like maybe one day. But I doubt it was that one day they had it because no one else seems to have it. Yeah, and it there would have been it would have been on for multiple days as a featured costume. Yeah. So I mean, I hope it doesn't drop for kudos because they just you know blew all of those on the the green snowman. So I mean, the green snowman is pretty cool. The costumes right. have been on a roll lately. 
You know, you know what else would be on a roll? What? You know, Fall Guys got that Godzilla costume. Oh, Fall Guys did got that Godzilla costume. What if they put that? Hear me out. That Kong costume in there. I want them to put a Kong costume in. It would make the most logical sense. Dude, he could be holding like a little Fall like gal in his hand. Like in the hand, it could be a little Fall, a little Fall gal. Is there not a fall guy in the car that Godzilla is holding? I I would I hope so. I want that skin. I'm <laughs> mad that I didn't get it. They're putting it into normal rotation, which is pretty good. I mean, yeah. maybe they'll lower the price because Hopefully. I noticed that fingers. some things that were like 5 crowns before are like 3 crowns now. Like the, you know, the um the diving suit with the aquarium pants mm-hmm. is like 3 crowns. I distinctly remember that being 5. I could be wrong, but I mean, I believe it was 5. But Man cross my fingers that's all i'm saying (laughs) all right then well we got a little more godzilla versus kong to talk about but first i want to say welcome to a brand new episode of markers on the map where fall guys champions are made and where we're doing a regular episode and like always i'm daniel and i'm here with my good friend and co-host robert have you been this week been all right been normal i've been listening to more vinyl lately so that's been pretty good have you nice I've been all right, you know, hanging in there. That's good. That's Playing good, some though. games. And, oh, uh, I mean, you've, you've played some games. Yeah, I know that much. Yeah, I've played more games than we're actually going to talk about this week. Yeah. But <laughs> I've been Th- playing some time. stuff. Um, Don't make cry. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so just to start us off with some news here, Godzilla vs. Kong dropped its trailer, and we were all like, oh, yeah, who's better, Godzilla or Kong? And despite what you think about the movie... Um, both of these characters have had some games, so I think maybe in the future it might be worth, like, looking into the games. So I was like, let's, let's consider the, the pros and cons here of Godzilla vs. Kong. Godzilla has a lot more movies. Yeah. And Kong doesn't, but, you know, Kong is older. Yeah, Kong has less movies, and he also has, has less versions of Kong, because you can only have real realistically like one version of kong he's just a big gorilla this newer this newest one is kind of the best one i think they kind of did make him a little bit you know bigger and have a little bit more depth to his character but godzilla i mean like there's so many versions of godzilla this new one absolutely seems like the kaiju version yeah um they both have video games and they both have video games that are inspired by like kaiju things um i know there was like destroy rampage something for the the wii back in the day and there was that one on ps2 that we mentioned not too long ago like as a like a throwaway line godzilla has that 2014 very obscure uh ps4 game that was like delisted and apparently not that good but still has a great collection of you know cool monsters but i was thinking and i tripped myself with this i was like well, see, Godzilla has a really cool old movie where the subtitled original is super hard to find because of, like, film being destroyed and everything. And then I was like, wait a second, that's Godzilla versus Kong, <laughs> the original. Oh. oh, man. And you have that um, Criterion, like, big, really big booklet collection. So you have, like, the Kong versus Godzilla, like, original. Yeah, that one came with the subtitled version, which was, like, a big deal for me. Um it's really good, actually, um, for being, like, I believe the third Godzilla movie in total. Yeah. It, it was pretty stunning. It, I mean, it's rough around the edges because of the restored footage having to be, like, 
put alongside the like destroyed and reconstructed footage so like sometimes the aspect ratio or the colors might change the audio might sound different but it's really good and you know godzilla versus kong just in movies and games i think is one of those like just really cool things to think about i mean i'm i'm excited for this movie to be honest i, I mean by the the time that people have been waiting for a rematch between these two kaijus I, I mean someone was probably a kid watched the movie and then grown up ha, have grown up and had themselves a kid of their own and now they're probably gonna watch it with their kid and like see like see now you're gonna experience what i experienced when i was a kid when the first one came out exactly it's like star wars except way further apart than any of the sequel or prequel trilogies were from the original this is like godzilla versus kong i believe was like 60 something maybe yeah so, this is like grandparents even like this is your grandparents taking their like grandchildren to, to go see kong versus godzilla yeah so in all it's pretty good i mean i'm excited i'm very excited of it yeah, absolutely so we got a lot of game news this week to get to before we talk about our games so let's get right into it xbox live they've been (laughs) they've been in the news lately um so microsoft decided why not just raise the price of a six-month subscription to sixty dollars okay that that's not gonna go over well obviously it didn't because they reversed it the exact same day so i remember when i read it it was like prices are going up i'm like okay maybe like a dollar more or something two bucks more because funimation went from like six to like eight or like five to seven like it went like two dollars more but it's like it wasn't that big of a deal and then i saw that it was 60 bucks for six months i i knew there was the only way it was going to happen was that they're just going to backtrack from it because i said i know people are not going to be are not going to have it because most of the popular games of this year are all free-to-play games like Fortnite and like Warzone. Oh, they're rolling back that too. Yeah, so... And talk about how a couple, maybe like a year ago, a couple months ago, I was hearing rumors like, oh, like, maybe Xbox might make like playing online with your friends like free, but obviously like the bonus stuff and all that is going to be, you know, with live or with, I guess, their Game Pass because they obviously had, they were doing very well with the Game Pass. So they were going to really push for Game Pass more than online play. But I, I kind of saw it. I was like, there's no way that a lot of people were going to kind of take it like for 60 bucks uh, every well, Like months. maybe they'd have this thing where it used to be like how PS Plus was on the PS3 where it was optional and yeah. not required to play online. Maybe the rumors tended towards that because I also heard a, a while back that something about Microsoft potentially going free. And then, no, of course not. It, it was too good to be true, and then they tried doubling the price and, and, of course, revoked that decision in the span of a day. I think it goes to show that as as, cons- as consumers of gamers, we do have a little bit of better voice and to be like, if there's something we generally do not like, I think more, more than now than ever, we kind of have that, hey, we don't like this, can this change? And it's kind of been happening here and there. And yeah. Microsoft acknowledged that. You know, they're they're not... They're not playing, I guess, I would say the dumb card. They're acknowledging it. They're like, okay, like, we're backtracking. And that's fine, you know, as long as Microsoft hasn't done anything that bad, I would say. Like, they were just saying, we're going to up the price. But then people were like, no, it wasn't like people were genuinely upset. But I know people were like, no, like, we we don't want that. And they were like, okay, like, we understand why. Now, like, logistically, though, raising the price to make Game Pass seem 
uh, a better alternative was a pretty like from what i can tell a very conscious decision like the value of game pass can't be underestimated um Mm -hmm. especially if you're playing on other platforms most of the time game pass is this whole idea where 15 a month gets you the netflix of games and the online play so it's not much more than netflix is um even after a price hike it's like a dollar more than i think the current like standard netflix and then you've got this vast catalog of xbox series uh one 360 and original games to kind of tinker around with some of them go on and off some of them premiere on game pass like i guess bethesda's might be doing when the exclusivity or timed exclusivity deals kick in with them i don't know if it's quite an exclusivity deal but game pass is not a bad option but game pass also works better when you play a lot of games and not play the same game for hundreds of hours so for people like that who are doing live service games maybe game pass isn't quite a good deal i also see it too and people that really play online are people who just want to enjoy it they don't want to sink in too much money because they're already sinking for the console and then for the internet and for a lot of things but also kids play online as well i don't think a parent's gonna be like yeah how much is online oh it's only 60 a year oh it's roughly like five bucks a month that's not too bad but then they look 120 for a year because obviously it's six six months with 60 so it's, a parent's not gonna look is gonna look at that like um why am i paying 120 just to play online that's what i thought too and also i know some people especially me sometimes i even debate on paying like the 60 a year i'm like do i really want to pay the 60 a year to play online and it's worth it like i do get a lot of good stuff for from playstation plus and all the games that come with it and then all the memories i make while playing with friends but you know even 60 i was debating it and i was like if it was 120 i would i would not even buy i would not even buy online i would at that point Honestly, I would just save up the money as you would for not paying for online. And I mean, sorry to say, but PC still is still free. It's still free to play online. However, there's always those Black Friday deals, which is usually when we get our PS Plus cards. And I don't think any month has is going to be as like insane of a value for Plus as this upcoming month. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, talk about this real quick. (laughs) Um, Resident Evil 4 Remake has some news. Um, Apparently, the people who did Resident Evil 3 Remake have... Apparently, from what I'm seeing, the Resident Evil 4 Remake is getting a soft reboot. Development is kind of changing hands a little bit, and the people who did 3 aren't working on it as much, and Capcom is in favor of, like, kind of changing it, perhaps? So, changing how the game goes so it's not expected to be coming out anytime soon at this point this is this gives me metroid prime 4 flashbacks which is coincidence because it's been two years i think now um as of sometime this past week that uh development went back to retro studios for metroid prime 4 so what is this with four games (laughs) uh i don't know the fourth in the series. I mean, with Resident Evil 4, it was kind of the turning point where it went from very fixed camera horror angle to a third, you know, third behind the person, you know, behind Leon's shoulder. And then horror mixed with some action. And it wasn't too much action. And it wasn't too much horror. It was just, just enough for where it felt something new, but it was the same series. I think them having doing a soft reboot with the success of 
uh, the remakes of like two and three, and even like the first one, like they're really good remakes of those games. And then they're thinking, well, maybe the series didn't pan out the way we expected it to be, or maybe we just realistically want to do a reboot. There's nothing wrong with that. Doing a reboot is not entirely bad at all. Sometimes when it's such a mess and there's no real way to fix it, a reboot's is justified. I mean, look at like the Halloween series. It went from one two and then like H two O, so Halloween like two, uh twenty years later, and then like the sequel of that. But then they went Halloween, then directly to Halloween two thousand eighteen. I believe that's when it came out, and it's just like a direct sequel to the first one. So Aruba's not entirely bad, but I don't know. With when it comes to games in the fourth series, I just don't know. Yeah, it's not a like a straight up reboot. It's more like a development reboot. Like yeah. we are going to reverse some of the decisions that I believe it was M two made on yeah. Resident Evil Four remake and put our own new crazy Capcom spin on it. Which I mean is exciting. I mean Resident Evil Four is not my favorite game as we talked about way back on Halloween. Yes, but you know I'm not partial to a one to one remake of this game it's the same thing with three a lot of people bash on the resident evil 3 remake i thought it was great i thought it was fun to run i run it i ran it like six times in the first weekend to get the plat so i guess a good delay or a delay might produce a good game <laughs> yeah i mean that is true though i never really thought about it but yeah the fourth in the series is either it's either really good or really weird or really bad or kind of like it's kind of like the underrated the kind of weird one or it's really good i'm thinking like Metroid Prime 4 having problems. And then GTA 4 is kind of the weird one where it's like, it's still GTA, but then at the same time, it's like, it's not really, but it's kind of that one where it's kind of underrated at the same time. But then you look at Metroid Solid 4, which is like, oh, that was really good. Like, that's like peak Metroid Solid, like, original style, like, gameplay. Yeah. So, there's that. few more news stories this week. Uh, Vicarious Visions has merged with Blizzard. Now... This isn't necessarily good or bad news, but honestly, Vicarious Visions did Insane Trilogy and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 very critically acclaimed, like, remakes of old games. To merge with Blizzard and kind of be working on their properties now I is what I'm getting from this. They're not doing their own little projects anymore. That's mm-hmm. kind of... I mean, Blizzard is still Activision. It's Activision Blizzard, but mm-hmm. are they just going to be doing Blizzard properties, I wonder? I wonder who this benefits or who this affects negatively. I just thought it was kind of a weird news story to have a very like a, a studio responsible for really critically acclaimed games the past few years doing a, a merger like that with Blizzard. A couple, I think, I think it was yesterday, too. I remember my friend was telling me, he was like, you know what game I really miss? And it was an old game. It was a PS2 game. He said, I miss the simpsons hit and run and everyone mm. seems to enjoy that game and a lot of people really want that game to be you know remade and i guess what i'm coming down what it's coming down towards is that it really does kind of you know it is it, not in a good news in sense of we're not maybe if they stop making those kind of like crash bandicoot and tony Hawk, like taking those old games that people want remade and obviously they're they seem capable to do it and if it ceases if they cease to do any of that anymore, it's just, I guess that's bad news at that point, but maybe if they work on Blizzard products, but they can still work on their own things, that that's obviously the best scenario, but we'll see what happens. You know, we can just, we just have to wait and see. We really can't tell. It's too, I, I guess say it's too early, but if it's more or less that it's one of those companies that made really good remakes of some pretty good, like old school games. Yeah. And you know, 
rumor is floating around that there might be a Diablo 2 remake and that might be what they're working on with Blizzard. You never really know with with rumors though, but I mean, that's a that's a critically acclaimed game that people love. Um to have that remade would be you know, very beneficial for the studio to have Vicarious Visions go from remaking Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Crash, very critically acclaimed and beloved things, to Diablo 2, which people still run and talk about constantly to this day. So, it, like I said, this could be a good thing. This could be a bad thing. I guess we'll just have to kind of wait and see on this one. It's more, yeah, it's one of those we just have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, Warner Brothers Games, I guess, had some job listings or internship listings. Um, for a heavy focus on live service. Now, this kind of saddens me because everybody seems to be transitioning over to live service type games, and I feel like we're starting to lose something from that. I maintain there has not been a better live service or a better example of it than Destiny. It's it's really hard to argue against Destiny being like the prime example of a good, long-lasting with a dedicated player base um, in the live service genre, maybe Warframe, um, but that's, I think, a little less accessible. I've tried Warframe. It's not quite as accessible as Destiny, but people still love to play it. But now you've got everything trying to be a live service. Uh, Ubisoft games, uh, Warner Brothers games now. You have Avengers, which is finally announced an update, like video coming on February 16th for Hawkeye after months. So it's like this shift to live service, I'm a little concerned. Now that you mentioned Warner Brothers and it's saying very heavy to live service, you know what I think this might be for? What? That Harry Potter game. I was thinking about that too. I was thinking, are are they going to make that into like a pseudo live service? Because I didn't get the impression that it was. But now that I think about it, it could be. That's that's what I'm getting the impression. Didn't it get delayed? Yes, it got delayed, I believe, till next year. Yeah. So, so it's what what it might be for, or they're either working on a new game. But most likely, I'm calling Harry Potter on this one. Or at least having some of those live service trappings, like level skips or something. Like, oh, yeah. you know, your uh, Assassin's Creed might have, like a XP booster or time saver, whatever they call them. I just, it like, the live service thing is like people can't spend all their time on one game that's a live service let alone every game or most games turning against a live services it's kind of uh disheartening at this point yes it's kind of i've said this with live service games is that they really do expect you that this is the only game you play and there are some people like that there are only, there's some people that strictly play one game but I guess I could speak only for me and you realistically because I know some people that really do just play one game at a time, but we, we play a vast variety of games, like counting from all the way back to the NES to present day PS5 to, you know, stuff like that where it's like we don't have time to dedicate every time we have to play a game. It's like, oh, I got to do this live service thing or something like that. It's just, it doesn't just sit right with those type of players that just play a multitude of games of that category like you have to pay a you play more than one game i I guess i would say and it just won't work with your type of like schedule exactly for some reason that made me think of a game that wasn't a live service called returnal coming out that got delayed till april 30th from its original march 13th not a live service game but a triple a roguelike it seems like (laughs) 
Maybe they might pull a King Kong Godzilla and, and actually be like, never mind, we're putting it back on the normal day. And then move it five days, like King Kong versus Godzilla did. <laughs> <laughs> like Maybe. I think it's I think it's March thirty first now instead of the twenty sixth. Is oh yeah. All right, two more cup. Well, two more pretty, you know, good news stories. Um, Borderlands movie. That's a thing we haven't talked about on the podcast yet. Kate Blanchett as Lilith. That's cool. Uh, Kevin Hart as Roland. That's unexpected. Not to sound like a downer. Like like I said, we've always want things to succeed. We don't want anything to fail. But I just I don't know. Ever since like I said, Mad Max Fury Road. That's technically the Borderlands movie. Like that's straight up just borderlands mad max Fury Road, obviously it's an older franchise but i was like if there was gonna be a borderlands movie it was gonna be like that i mean when i saw the trailer for mad max fury road and i didn't know what it was i thought it was a borderlands movie i was like is this a borderlands movie pretty sure borderlands was expired by mad max anyway yeah i knew it was a mad max movie but at the same time if i didn't know mad max existed i would look at it to be like man this looks like borderlands because i think i knew mad max before borderlands but I was thinking this since Kevin Hart is cast as Roland, right? Uh-huh. And then we had our conversation of what would we put as, you know, a Roland? Like who would we have as an actor? If you said I think like Dwayne Johnson, right? Yeah, for Roland, I think Dwayne Johnson would be good. And I say uh Michael B. Jordan, you know, he was Killmonger in uh in Black, Black Panther. Panther. Um and I was thinking this, what if, hear me out, we get Michael B. Jordan to be Roland in the first movie? But in the second movie, since oh. in the game they're different voice actors, we could just put Dwayne Johnson as Roland and just not even explain it. Just like, yeah, he's just Roland now. Or we could do Marvel and have two Rolands from two different universes. Or like DC, how there's um, Robert Pattinson Batman and Michael Keaton Batman. See, that just dawned on me right now. I was like, what if we just do a, a, the video game moment where we just, oh, this is one of them moments where we just make it. <laughs> The different voice actor for the first one is not the same one in the second one. So what if you get a different actor for the first part and then get him, if they make a sequel, get a different actor for the second part. And wouldn't we have to do that for Mordecai like three times? I I, I don't know if Mordecai is the same voice actor. I, I assume that it is because it kind of does sound very similar, but maybe it is different. I, I don't know because I never really know with Mordecai either. I always try to see if like what what is the voice actor for Mordecai and I always just conclude it's just the same person and it's not really any different, but I don't know. And, and, like, Kevin Hart as Roland, I will reserve judgment for when I see it. I Kevin Hart's pretty cool. Um, but I don't see him as the tall, stoic leader, quote-unquote, of He's Borderlands. He's tall, 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 silent type. That's what Roland is. He's the quiet, you know, shy, just kind of to him. He keeps to himself, and, you know, he doesn't open up very often. He doesn't speak that often. But, you know, he's very much a... a strong looking figure that's why he's the leader of the crimson raiders in the second one where he looks like you know he's like a, a leader that can lead the resistance for handsome jack and all that but i don't know i, I mean it's like i said think remember since the last podcast and when i said this you always want to give people what they didn't know they want just like how jordan peele has been a comedian and worked on comedy his entire life but then he made horror movies and then exactly people now know he's good so maybe kevin hart might pull one of those like you you didn't know i could do this but i can do this i know that's why i'm that's why i'm not i'm not gonna like judge this decision yet i i don't want to judge the product until i see at least a trailer and then i can say oh this looks good or this looks bad and then i can see it and maybe I'll have the complete opposite reaction, like something with Get Out or Invisible Man, where the trailers don't make it look like anything special, and you get there, and it's one of the best movies you've ever seen. 
Hopefully. Like I said, always want stuff to succeed, never fail. We always want things to do well. Exactly. So as long as they get Wonder Woman from Dark Knight's Death Metal, the comic book series, to play Maya because they look exactly the same, then I think this Borderlands movie is is all good. <laughs> anyway, PS Plus games, and let me tell you... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Concrete Genie, that is a critically acclaimed game. It can be played in VR and outside of VR, I, I believe. Um, I th- have heard of it. I've never tried it or seen it in action. But, I mean, it looks cool from the screens that I've watched, the reviews that I've kind of glanced over. So that's Concrete Genie. That's that's happening. That's a free game. But bigger than that, Control Ultimate Edition launching for free on ps plus the same day that the ps5 upgrade comes out so 505 games does well normal control didn't get a ps5 update but the ultimate edition does get a ps5 update if you get that but if you're on ps plus when the ultimate edition ps5 upgrade comes out you get it for free anyway so i guess for people that aren't me that haven't played it that's really awesome yeah I don't I don't know how I feel about it. I know I have a friend who's purchased the ultimate upgrade for 20 bucks and I don't know what he's going to do necessarily to say. I mean, I did that too, remember? I don't know. It's just it I hopefully those people that bought the upgrade and obviously they're the whole place in their places and plus people, hopefully they get something extra with it. I, I doubt it. I mean, I've already platted the Ultimate Edition, but I was going to re-download it for the, the PS5 update anyway. But, man, the fact that you are going to get this for free is, like... I've I've talked about Control on the podcast. It's super yes. crazy and weird and fun. It's a Metroidvania in every sense of the word. Um, and 60 frames, man. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a, you know I'll, I'll give it a look. And then not only that, but a game I'm we've been looking forward big to. A one, lot of people, the, the big, big one. one. Uh, this game was meant to be a PS5 launch, um, but they made the I think the genius move of delaying it and actually making a PlayStation Plus game, and that's uh, Destruction All Stars. And I think it was a genius move to to move it and then to promote it as like oh this is a Plus game, so then they can can grow a player base from that very good like start like they can at least get playstation plus people to try it and you know get their opinions on it so if you remember this was a 70 dollar launch game at first yes so this is already overshadowing the cost of a regular non-black friday uh ps plus card for a year mm-hmm. but destruction all-stars we kind of didn't know a lot about it um but they dropped a state of play on it a couple of mornings ago I have not gotten the chance to check it out yet, but from what I can tell, people are really interested in how this game works. The idea that you have car combat and out-of-car combat. And I've been reading things that seem to indicate that it's more out-of-car than in, but I'll have to watch the state of play to kind of... I think it's like seven and a half minutes. But I'm so excited for this. I was actually going to buy this as a launch title. Uh, I remember bringing that up either on a test podcast or like an early episode. But, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I'm interested in it. I, I'm all for it. And since it's like this plus, I'm giving it a shot. And I'll probably give my my feelings towards it when I play it, when it comes like out. Like probably next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Especially since the, the 
it was going to be 70 extra dollars when the ps5 came out to even try it but look when when multiplayer games like this launch on plus they really take off rocket league fall guys yes now this hopefully will kind of some of them haven't i remember secret ponchos which i was really looking forward to for the ps early ps4 i think um didn't really take off so hopefully i mean it's a first party title as far as i can tell so so that's pretty cool and if it when it drops and we play it we we will definitely have thoughts of destruction all-stars a ps5 game in every sense of the word an actual console exclusive for ps5 not many of those yet yeah there's returnal coming out on april 30th now but this will be the one basically until then anyway we do have a nintendo direct rumor sponsored by markers on the map presents trial by energy drink and this week's flavor is blue orb berry sounds like it will uh increase our health and it's for a game called arms apocalypse the world of the hit fighting game arms is about to get a whole lot bigger experience a new generation of arms combatants as the fighters of old take on a mentoring role the future is here with arms apocalypse blast through the exciting new adventure mode where you'll meet and compete against every new fighter on the roster. Enjoy platforming challenges and enemy encounters as ARM expands from being just another fighting game into an exciting adventure spanning 10 vibrant worlds. Equip your fighter with over 50 new custom ARMs, in addition to every ARM returning from the first game. Unlock the original roster by completing side missions in story mode, but as you conquer the main quest, new warriors become available to use in heated one-on-one or two-on-two battles both online and off let's take a look at some of the new characters theo theo's a student at the world famous mache academy where he's known to be quite popular his main arms are giant tomes which he uses to smack his opponents in order to teach him a lesson or two quick nimble and learned theo braces himself and uses all the knowledge he's acquired to become the next big arms champion maxine Maxine always thought arms was a drag, so she decided against it and turned her legs into super weapons instead. A combination of cyber wires and rocket fuel make this fearsome competitor from the mechanical district a force to be reckoned with. She flips and spins through the arena with one leg, using the other to wreck the competition, and like any other character, she can use anyone's weapons and vice versa. Bubsy! Bubsy's origins are unknown, but he spends the duration of the story in arms tournaments inside a mechanical suit of armor. His main weapon is the ferocious Yarn Arm, a retractable weapon that can launch and capture foes in order to spin them out, thus dizzying them so Bubsy can get up close and personal, scratching his opponent with precision. Hunter! Hunter has spent his whole life in the forest, but decided to join the arms adventure on a whim. Projectile crows emerge from his newly constructed digital blasters as the mysterious man brings an aura of mystery and intrigue to the already wild world of arms. These are just a few of the 20 new characters you'll see in the game, with new modes, new maps, new online arenas, and more. Arms Apocalypse is rising. Free DLC updates return to the game, ensuring that the arms fun never has to stop. Embrace the emotion and get ready when Arms Apocalypse brings a world of fun to the Nintendo Switch. I'm curious. I like Arms. See, 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 from all that, what I can get, people are like, man, Arms, come on. Not a lot of people talk about the game, but I mean, 
we had a whole conversation and we discussed how, man, maybe the perhaps in a distant dystopian future they'll make fitness boxing too. I True. mean, come on, they made they actually did make fitness boxing too. So who's to say they can't make an, another arms game? I want them to make another arms game. I really like the first one, and I still I still say I willed fitness boxing two into existence because I literally called it like a week before it got announced. So this is this is one rumor that is like, like the characters in Arms. We've got these new characters. They're always so quirky and interesting. The characters in Arms are never just your stock characters. Even the main character, Springman, has a lot of quirk and personality to him. So a lot of these new characters that they detail in the rumor have me highly intrigued in a sequel to Arms. Um, it's a really fun game. I'm I'm interested. I haven't played Arms, but I. It interested me. I, I'll just say that. It interested me. It's it's that game where you have to punch with the Joy-Cons, but you get sick of that, so you just switch to buttons. But, you know, it's it's a, it's a good fighting system in ARMS. It's it's unconventional, um, and I just think a, a sequel in the in this ARMS apocalypse is, is going to be something to look out for. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we played some games this week. Um, we played a couple games uh together actually or at least both of us played one and so and we did co-op on another one so let's start with the maiden demo yeah i 20 minutes 20 minutes tops that's how like i think long it took me to beat it yeah i would call it less of a demo and more of a showcase but this is our first and the ps5 exclusive um resident evil village uh demo you play as the maiden like we said last week during the showcase news and you kind of try to escape the castle, uh, Castle Dimitrescu. And it's kind of just wandering around and solving a few puzzles for 20 minutes. I am pretty lukewarm on it. I will agree that the showcase didn't do much. Uh, it's it's good, and it does show some pretty good like uh, ray tracing with the shading and lighting and a lot of stuff like that. But as thinking that this is like oh this is this is it it's not that's why we really emphasize it's a showcase and not a demo it's not the final product and hopefully like i think you've told me that they're gonna are gonna release a demo later on in a you know a couple months before the game releases in may 7th yeah i believe Uh, that's what they said back on the showcase hopefully this demo highlights the real like fun parts of the game and this showcase is just to really show the good shading and lighting and and character models that they have and it did it did have its moments the the showcase it had some pretty good moments um there was one part i was stuck on but i eventually figured it out but don't want to ruin it for anybody who wants to try it out because everyone should really it's like it's 20 minutes tops it's not that very small download download. yeah small download not that much time you can try it and get it over with within the 30 minutes it, it would take to beat it now, it does highlight the problem that I knew I was going to have, and that is that there is no sense of, like... Like, Ethan Winters is a character insert. It's a first-person horror game with character insert, and I guess you don't necessarily see his face. I don't like that when it comes to Resident Evil. It feels like it's trying to be more like the first-person horror games like a lot of other people are, have been making, when it's always, for me, personally, been a character-focused series. So that's my biggest gripe with it. I mean, I'll play the second demo. Will I buy the game? All depends on the second demo. 
I don't know. Seven, I really do think you should just play seven to really get a feel of how this one might be. Because it seems like it's going to be, it's obviously direct sequel to that one, so. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'll play seven on, on the PS Plus collection. Yeah, just just try it out. I mean, I think having no character at all, I think that was the point of this. Is not really Ethan we're playing in the showcase. It's, it's someone else. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure they didn't want to have write a full-on character trait for this person. So I think they just just like, we'll just have it as someone else. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, after playing two and three, I want my character on screen. That's just me. I know some people yeah. like the first-person approach. It does make it very... It does make it a very different experience. So, I don't like the first person when it comes to actually combat. When you have to use, you know, your weapons against enemies, I don't like it. I like it better when it's third person, like yeah. two and three. But other than that, it's it's fine enough. Once you figure it out, it's fine enough. Yeah. We also played Scott Pilgrim this week because, well, that that was broken for a while, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Uh, so I think solo by yourselves, just playing the game, it was fine. But I think I I tried it not just with you, but I had another friend who bought it, and we were trying to play it, and it would not either. It would crash, kick one other player out, or it would just not sync the gameplay. So it will be in I guess in this scenario with uh the fourth boss, uh, Roxy, the fourth uh, fourth boss, Roxy, where it's like on your screen i'm down and i'm you know i'm not getting back up or i'm out of lives but on my screen you were you were out and i had like three lives or something so it was one of those things where it just didn't sync well and then they did patch it uh at least from what we played uh no major problems there we kind of we just finished the game we did the whole thing uh we there was that time that the door didn't open or it was open but it didn't let us walk in until we took damage yes that was like the that, big that thing. is true there was one other thing, but it was like probably small enough to where I can't even remember what it was. I think the conclusion that we came, at least you had from it, is that this, for some reason, this game is a lot harder than you remembered. Yeah, I like I had trouble with the first level, and on the PS3 version back in August 2010, I don't remember having trouble with the first like couple of levels before I, you know, lost. But for some reason, the final boss seemed way, way tougher, and I've. Back on the PS3, I remember playing this game multiple times and never having that big of an issue. And this was two of us. Yes, uh, I think. I, I, uh, well, not it's not that I think. I I I just feel that, and we both agreed because you brought it up that this game you need to play it if you have an actual like arcade stick. You most definitely want to play. Use that arcade stick playing this game. Yeah, if it's compatible, that'd be great. Yeah, because D pad does not. It helps in some very like small moments but other than other than that you really just use kind of like a joystick most yeah, of the time this feels like the weird case where the beat-em-up was designed with the stick in mind instead of the d-pad because instead of double tapping you just have to kind of tap the stick at, to get your character to run and the special moves in scott pilgrim the game were always a little trickier to pull off like consistently it's really hard to pull off specials consistently at least for me um yeah but I mean, it's a it's a great game. It just does definitely seem harder than it used to be. Maybe they can have an easier mode cuz we are playing on the like no, I guess it's a normal mode cuz it's just average Joe and then it's like two other like it, it, I guess I would say it's normal, hard and then very hard. There is no like easy, very easy. It's just you get normal higher. So maybe I don't know, they put in a normal mode for people who just want to look at the amazing artwork and the cool character models and just kind of want to breeze through the game without really having to 
not I guess not not pay attention, but also like not having to be on edge of their seat and kind of really focus. It's kind of like I want to enjoy the game and play it. But for, I mean, for for being fifteen bucks and it comes with every DLC that the original one was that that was like released with, and it's free. It's free DLC, and I mean. I just really, really like the artwork in this game because I really do like the artwork that Scott Pilgrim is based on. Yeah, it marries the Scott Pilgrim like art style with the pixel art style of the company that makes it, whose name is escaping me, but they did Mercenary Kings, I'm pretty sure. Um, their sprite work is like second to none almost when it comes to these games. I don't know. I, I think... Even though it had its first couple problems when we first played it, I enjoyed it. I I very much enjoy it, and I still play it here and there. Even after we beat it, I, I want to upgrade at least all the characters. It's got a good leveling system where you just go to Wallace's secret shop in the first level and buy some good stuff. <laughs> Get your strength to 100 and... $242 and some cents, probably, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good game. It's a good game to come back to. But uh, the big thing about this, and I almost forgot about this, it actually does have online co-op, which I believe you said the original didn't have. Yeah, I guess they added it as part of one of the DLC packs, but when it originally came out, there was no online co-op. So that's that's good that they brought that back, and we we didn't have to do some weird, like, shares, uh, share play and all that. We could actually just get our own copies and play it. Exactly. Please add online multiplayer to river city girls please please <laughs> yeah, please way just, forward this is the main point <laughs> add online support to river city girls all right so you got to actually play something that i didn't know was happening uh yes. in the past couple of days or whenever it started 12th i believe of january january 12th to the 21st it was it was a good it was a good week. It was a mm-hmm. good chunk of time to play the game. Um, and what I'm referring to is the Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Cold War uh, had a free week trial for the zombies mode. Because mm. it obviously has story, multiplayer, what is it, Warzone, and then zombies. So they they decided to have a free week where they you could download it, play it, you know. Not yours to keep, but you just use the trial, play it for that week, and then... You're kind of done with it, and obviously it's it's zombies in the sense that it's Treyarch zombies, and that's the ones. Those are the zombies I mainly play because this kind of started this whole thing. So I was like, I, I was interested in the game. I don't know if I wanted to pay the, you know, I didn't want to pay for it. I was just like, I'm interested in it because Black Ops Four kind of, I it, Black Ops Four kind of burnt me because the zombies was not what I expected and it was kind of too much. So I was like, I, it looks better than the fourth one. I'll give it a shot. How, how how do I put it? It's, it's not at all what I expect it to be, but not in the sense that it's a good thing. Oh, no. So I played it. And it wasn't like I played it once and that was it. Like, no, I played it a, a good amount of times. Um, I get and I understand and I really appreciate they're trying to reboot the whole series. And I really do think that's what this thing needed was a reboot, kind of a different timeline or other other timeline or another universe and stuff like that that's fine and the characters is not what bothers me but it's it's not the gameplay it is kind of weird because i'm kind of used to regular old call of duty gameplay not really this like uh mono warfare onwards cold war gameplay but everything just didn't feel like zombies in the sense of 
my honest opinion, Black Ops 2, 1, and 3 are peak zombies. Because in those games, all you do is start the game, you're in a room, it just says the round, it just says, you know, you start off, and then you just open doors and survive as long as you can. And then the perks is what really made the game fun, because when you bought, like, Juggernaut or double tap or speed cola like those perks where it's double the damage of 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 weapons or you know you take more hits or you reload faster you actually felt the power of those perks because you would actually see yourself like oh i am reloading faster my weapons are doing higher damage and i can you know take five hits instead of the initial two or three whichever one whichever version you're playing like i think black ops 3 is like three hits until you're down but in this game it's so much of you have to keep playing and grinding and doing challenges to upgrade these perks or weapons or abilities and all this stuff you really have to get into is just not fun because when I get jug I expect it to have five hits and replenish my health very quick where you have to play the game and get like these crystals to buy those upgrades for those perks it's the the live service trapping effect it seems like yeah it, it that's what it seems like and I don't enjoy it because i i played it and jug just did it it basically felt like a waste of points trying to buy these perks when i could have just been buying upgrades to my weapons and pack a punching them and doing all this stuff that's that was my big problem with this is that the perks just don't feel like perks they just feel like a bad investment in losing your it's just like this is a really just easy way to lose all that points you've you've tried to grind for because Perks always had a, a set price. It was always like twenty five, uh, twenty five hundred for for a jug, and then five hundred for quick revive, and then two thousand for for double tap. But not not like once you start buying perks, the more expensive they start to get. So a jug could be up to twenty five, but then the last one could be up to like five thousand points. And I'm like, that's a lot for a perk. And obviously, back in the day, it was like, well, it depends on what the perk can do. Obviously, if it's a Oh, you could just take an extra hit, or it, it revives you if you're down. That's like five hundred to a thousand. Uh, but obviously, the big ones like Jug and like, oh, you take more hits, it's more expensive perks. But with this, I just I think the perk system is just is not well. It's not made very well, and I I just have a distaste for it because it just doesn't feel like I'm getting these like power ups. And they're missing a couple of good perks on the map. And I bring up the map because I honestly think that this is probably one of my least favorite maps. Mm-hmm. In the sense that I had a bad feeling that it was going to be too dark because in the trailers it seems like, oh, you have a use a flashlight to move around in kind of like the dark areas. And that's not the case, actually. You actually can still see very well even with the flashlight on or off. It's just kind of, it's well lit. Like, it's not that dark. But it's very close quarters, not a lot of open places to kind of, you know, maneuver around. And there's sometimes there's parts in the game where if you're out in the open it has like a, a snowstorm and it gets very blurry and you can't see you can't see like even like two inches in front of you and that kind of you know I, I don't really don't like that i don't like when my vision is like i guess like silent hill where i can't see two feet in front of me and then i i have to make a blind guess to where to go and make sure i don't get you know swarmed by zombies and just get cornered somewhere and that happened a lot on this map i got swarmed a lot way too many times i think I get stuck way too easy on the maps. Like there'll there'll be a rock and then I'll get stuck on it and I'm just like, man, I, I I'm not this bad. Like I, I've done Easter eggs and I've done 
round 30 to 40 to 50 on on older maps and stuff like that and i've just like i don't know i i can barely get to round 20 it just seems like it's counter some of this stuff is counterintuitive to what zombies is supposed to be like the fog or the upgrades like grinding for upgrades type things just seems so counterintuitive to the conceit of zombies yes i i yeah that is exactly the point and i know some people love this game and i don't fault you for it if you love it honestly that's great for you i if you like something that i don't like i'm not gonna bash you for it if you like it you can like it as much as you want and you can enjoy it because you know more power to you but as for me for playing zombies and i was kind of burnt out from four because the four wasn't that great it was too much stuff on the screen kind of with this one too i kind of don't like the mini map i'm like uh it was the mini map wasn't there i kind of be okay with it and then the perks the weapons you having to keep playing the game to buy upgrades and then all this other stuff i'm like in my honest opinion peak call of duty zombies is black ops 3 because those dlcs were really good the zombies chronicles huh yeah chronicles you get all the classic good maps remade and all the standard four dlc maps that came with the first wave it's on the ps plus collection yeah it's just amazing black ops 3 is just i think in my opinion the best zombies it had it where it it still felt new and different but it still felt like it was still zombies this doesn't feel like zombies for me but Mm -hmm. if you like it you like it and that's that's great you just keep continuing playing the game don't let my opinion of me not enjoying the game change anything you view if it does maybe i I said something that you might have been like you've been thinking and you just didn't want to accept it but if you think that what i'm saying is not true and and that i'm wrong honestly yeah more power to you because enjoy the game because i can't seem to enjoy it but as for me i just think zombies won't be the same for me anymore i don't think they can actually get back to what i would say i enjoyed it for and that Mm -hmm. black ops 3 i think would for me, for me, it will at least be the last one. I will just stick to that for a while because I have it downloaded and I, I play the maps here and there. So I think I'll just end it there. But uh, yeah, Cold War, I, I think after this trial, I, I don't think I'll proceed. I don't mm-hmm. think I'll go any further than that. Makes sense if you're not feeling the zombies. Um, yeah. So you know what you can always count on being the same or very similar. You know, it always feels very familiar is uh dynasty warriors (laughs) (laughs) so i have been really working on age of calamity which i talked about um a little bit last year um i have as of now 100 percent completed the game and it was such it's such a good warriors game and it feels way easier to complete the game um or at least the map than the other games all the characters feel completely different from any Dynasty Warriors game before it or any Warriors crossover. The, like, the, the Shake a Slate, like, runes were well integrated into each and every character and accessible, unlike having to, like, switch through all your weapons in the original Hyrule Warriors. The secret characters are amazing. I will not spoil them here on the podcast, but let's just say uh, I was very impressed with I mean, they're pretty cool. Some of them are a little gimmicky, but one of them is amazing. And he was like the second to last secret character I got. And I was so happy to finally have this character to play as. But I was thinking about all the markers that show up on the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity map. And uh, from now on, I will be calling this game 
Age of Anxiety because every time you beat in the level in this game, a million things start popping up, not in the same spot. They just pop up everywhere. It's like one thing will be at the top left of the map, then two things will be in the middle, then one thing will be at the bottom right, and then two things will pop up on the left side. It's like, oh my god, there's so much content here. I think it took me like over 50 hours to 100% it, but in terms of Warriors games, that's not you know, a lot, and there's as of yet no DLC announced for this game. I'm assuming there might be if they do some kind of Zelda direct thing, but we haven't had a, like a legit, like general direct since like August 2019, I believe. So maybe this will be like that 6 a.m. Twitter news that that Nintendo likes to do. But I mean, Persona 5 Strikers is coming out, and that's another Warriors game or style game where they're going to like interject some gameplay elements from persona 5 into dynasty warriors but with hyrule warriors i just felt so good to play it felt familiar but different enough to be considered probably the best warriors game i've played to date it kept me engaged every single mission um even though i was playing on the easiest difficulty some of the level 70 to 80 missions were still tough i remember there was a mission where i had to fight like two bosses in between in, in two different parts and then you have to fight a monster to unlock the door each of the two times for both of them and then you have to fight the final boss and you have to do this on like 10 minutes and I, I couldn't do it without like using all the good like cooking that gives you plus 22 or plus 27 um damage but I don't know, I just had a great time with it, and now that I've 100%ed it and got the 100% award, which is really awesome, um, I feel so empty not having Hyrule Warriors to play, because I was really going at it. It's been the thing I've spent the most time on lately. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you you enjoyed the game. I haven't watched the cutscenes yet, because I wanted <laughs> to play the game, so I think I'll treat myself sometime soon to watching the entire story. I was like, I kind of don't care, but after I beat it, I was like, maybe I should go back and watch these cutscenes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you should. It seemed maybe you know if you enjoyed it, maybe the cutscenes add a little bit more enjoyment to it, and you're like, ah, now that makes sense. If there was a part of the game where they said something, or there's a, 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 I guess a, a reference, and you probably were just like, I don't get it, and then now after seeing the cutscenes, you're probably like, ah, oh, I get it now. Yeah, and this is definitely the Warriors game I'd recommend to people because it doesn't have the, like, teleportation thing and all the weapon-switching nonsense from the original Hyrule Warriors. Not to mention it doesn't take over a 1,000 hours to complete, as we saw in the, the Completionist video. Um, but I'd also recommend it over Fire Emblem Warriors, unless you're really into Fire Emblem, because Fire Emblem Warriors uses the weapon triangle thing, so you have to be careful of which characters you bring to fight which units. So it's like... Man, Hyrule Warriors is just give me some give me some Dynasty Warriors and give me some gimmicky, cool, brand new feeling characters and let me play as everybody I can think of from Breath of the Wild universe and have a ton of fun with it for fifty to sixty hours. It's it was great. I'm very happy with it. I'm so glad I decided to hundred percent it. <laughs> I've also been playing Cyber Shadow, but I want to talk about that after I finish. Let's just say it's good. <laughs> okay uh i think the only other thing i have to say is i've been playing mafia 3 not much to say one of those games that I, everyone else seems to hate it but i enjoy it uh and that's pretty much it there's not much to say i've been kind of playing maybe later on if i finish it I'll, I'll talk more about it but that's roughly the two things i've been playing this past week yeah and, and you know i've been playing a lot 
but I we need stuff to talk about in other yeah. episodes, and there is a lot. There's Monster Hunter Rise demo, Devil May Cry 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. <laughs> I've been on a roll with some of these games lately, but we're going to wrap it up here for this week. I think, yeah, after all the news and what the main things we really want to talk about this week, I think that should wrap it up. All right. As always, we want to thank you so much for listening. You can find us on our Podbean site, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter at MarkersOnTheMap. And I guess there's not much left to say besides Sega please re-release Sonic 3 and Knuckles with the original Ice Cap Zone music and that the real Chaos Legion was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.